Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. This is another episode of Engine Reserve with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. Um, Man, happy Labor Day uh, to anyone. It's Labor Day weekend, or I should say it's Labor Day. It is Monday. Um, I start school tomorrow for my trade school, and I haven't got a clue on where I'm going to supposed to be going, because considering the fact I know where the college is, I've been on the campus, and I'm somewhat familiar where my classes are going to be. The problem is I can't access my website to access my courses, and so, yeah, I haven't got a clue on how this is going to go down, so yeah, there's that. Um, besides that... College football is finally underway. Football season starts uh, come Thursday, Thursday night. And my Michigan Wolverines look like absolutely positively poochies against Notre Dame. I think for the most part, uh, as per usual, defense looks great. Notre Dame is a solid team, but I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks they are. And Michigan isn't any better either. There's a lot of room for improvement. Can they get better as the season goes on? It's tough to say. Shea Patterson's playing scared. He was a transfer from Ole Miss to Michigan. And some reason, I, I don't know. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was supposed to be the quarterback coach, and it's not working, and I don't get it. So start the season 0-1. Michigan has to win outright this year. There's a lot of pressure on Jim Harbaugh, and he knows that. I mean, you man, you lose Notre Dame, you have to beat Michigan State and Ohio State. There is no excuses. I don't care who you are. Uh, you got to beat Penn State. I realize Big Ten is a tough conference right now, but, man, with the way things are rolling, I don't care who you are. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has to get the job done. There is no excuses this year. It's BCS or bust. Um. If they do beat Michigan State and Ohio State this year and don't make the BCS, then yeah, okay. Then there's some there's some leeway there. But nonetheless, he has to beat both of them this year. There no excuses. So yeah. The question is, I mean, if they if they don't, where do we go from here? Where do you go from Jim Harbaugh? We thought that was the best solution. He needs to stop taking his kids overseas during the offseason off to like Rome or Germany or wherever. You need to be on the football field. You need to concentrate on a game plan. Nick Saban isn't doing it. Urban Meyer isn't doing it. I mean, Urban Meyer is probably ignoring a few things that we probably, you know, during that whole scandal situation, but that's neither nor here or there. Excuse me while I grab some coffee, but nonetheless, um, Michigan lost 24-17 against Notre Dame. I think for the most part, Notre Dame and Michigan, both of our quarterbacks are shaky. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's iffy. We don't we don't have a running game, it looks like, unless Notre Dame's defense is just that good. But like I said, it's too early to tell. Very early to tell. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but then... I don't know. And then uh, the LSU-Miami game last night, and uh, Miami just got absolutely positively obliterated by LSU. I saw the score. It was like 27-3 at one point in the third, and I I turned off the game, and I can't remember the final score. 
Actually, let me look it up real quick. Uh, what was the final score of that game? It was pretty ugly. I know that. But LSU just, man. Miami was definitely too high of a ranked team. That's for sure. Like, I don't. I don't know what happened to Miami. They just came out slow, fresh out the gates. Thirty-three to seventeen. I mean, it was twenty-seven to three in the first half. Then it was thirty-three to three going in the fourth, and then the Hurricanes were able, you know, to make it look somewhat decent. Mark Rick is the new head coach there. Well, he was there last year. Uh, he did a solid outing his first year at Miami. Uh, he was a Georgia coach. The problem is, is that, how can I say this? Mark Rick is a great coach, but in a sense, he's kind of like almost in the Jim Harbaugh situation. Like, he was coaching at uh, Georgia for the longest time, right? And uh, he have a few good seasons, you know, 10 and, 10 and 4, 12 and 2, 8 and 5, 10 and 3, 9 and 3. It finished his career at 145 and 51 record. Not bad at all, 83 and 37 in the conference. The problem was is that he would get a little bit more criticism for the lack, the lack of wins against rivals like Alabama, and that's key. And, you know, and so he went to Miami last year, or uh, 2016, uh, finished 9-4, and uh, Miami wasn't the team that they were before that we knew from the early 2000s and 80s, and now he's slowly starting to bring that U mentality back in Miami University. And went 10-3 and last year, 7-1 and in conference, lost in the Orange Bowl, but nonetheless, he's bringing that, that team back. Um, hi. As my dog pays attention to me, she's an attention slur. But uh, I think that's kind of the similar scenario that Jim Harwell faces. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it's kind of like a Mark Rick. Like Jim Harwell is going to do great coaching at Michigan, but he's going to be lax days ago when it comes to the wins like Ohio State and Michigan State. So that's that's where the problem for us Michigan fans is. It's like, yeah, you know, we go we go nine and three, ten and two, things like that. But we're not winning against Ohio State <laughs> and Michigan State. Like it those are pivotal wins, man. <sighs> like there's a those are pivotal wins for us, you know. Trying to land a playoff spot in the BCS, things of that nature, makes our resume look that much better. The expectations for Michigan is so much higher than any other team, and I I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be real tough. It's gonna be. It's still early, you know. Like I said, uh, I posted on my Facebook. I'm like sleeping giant, you know. It's early, 24/17. So. Uh, if anything, I think, for me, personally, I think this was a blessing. I think this is something that Michigan needed, something to humble us. Just like the Utah game a couple years back, then Michigan lost the first game of the year against Utah, and then you know they end up finishing the season like ten and three or something like that. I can't remember, but nonetheless, you know, this is a game that's gonna humble them. 
It's going to give them more motivation. It's the motivation that Michigan needs. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm going to remain skeptical. Um, but I'm, I'm a heavy critic when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and my Wolverines. It's, you know, enough is enough. I'm not one of those stereotypical Michigan fans that pulls excuse after excuse. So, uh, with that being said, uh, we talk about a little bit of fantasy, my Steelers, um, a little bit of Alabama, things of that nature. So, you're listening to Injured Reserve Podcast, and I'll be right back shortly. Welcome back to Injured Reserve Podcast. Um, so Alabama looked solid as usual, uh, blowing out Louisville. Uh, they put up like 50, 60 points. Louisville put up like 20 or something. But nonetheless, they got the, the quarterback situation with Jalen Hurts and this Tua kid who was phenomenal in the national championship against Georgia last year. So they rotated the two, and they both played great. And I don't get, like, I get, like, you know, the reporter asked Nick Saban at the end of the game, like, so what do you think between the two quarterbacks? And he's like, yeah, I think, you know, they're both great players, blah, blah, blah. And then he snaps at the reporter, like, I'm not going to say anything bad about the quarterbacks just to get you guys' attention, so stop asking. Like, it's just like, dude, just chill, relax, Okay. Like, I get it. It can be annoying sometimes. But as a head coach, just remain humble. Just chill. Just be, You'll be all right. Christ. Eat your Flintstone vitamins. You'll be okay. Like, man. I, I just... The audacity of these coaches just drives me nuts sometimes. I don't... If I was a reporter, I would snap back. That'd be my dilemma. Like, if a coach was being snotty, like a Greg Popovich or whatever... You know, at least Bill Belichick, like, he gives, like, short, straight-to-the-point answers. That's it. He's not, he's not, like, you know, he's not mean about it. Nick Saban, you know, he snaps at a reporter and, you know, quit asking in such a rude, rude way. It's like, I don't care how many BCS championships you got. Like, you have no right to be that disrespectful. Same thing applies to Greg Popovich. I don't care who you are. So, it's just like... I don't know. You never saw, like, a guy like Phil Jackson act like that. And the dude has, like, God, how many rings? I mean, 11. (laughs) So, it's just... I don't know. That's just my take on it. But nonetheless, Alabama looks great per usual. Um, Pittsburgh has the Cleveland game coming up. I, I don't even know if Cleveland named anyone a starter, Baker Mayfield or Tyrod Taylor or whoever's going to be. Nonetheless, sources are reporting that Le'Veon Bell still hasn't been in contact with Pittsburgh because the whole contract dispute. And so who knows if he's even going to play. So I don't know. Um, I agree they need to pay the man. <laughs> um, I, I admit I'm mad at 19. I let him go. <laughs> Because the problem was, like, literally my first franchise season, uh, man, he, he kept getting hurt. I literally was only able to play him for three games because he was always hurt. He was always hurt. 
So I had James Conner, mainly for most of the year, and was able to get over a thousand yards with him. So it's just like, you know, I hope James Conner uh, is gonna be some high hopes. I root. I like the kid. I like the story. His background. You know, played at Pittsburgh University, had cancer, was out for a year, beat it, and then came back and then went on to get drafted. So I think that's a pretty cool story. I hope he has a phenomenal career. Um, with that being said, um, everything else looks solid. Um, ben stays healthy, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, uh, things of that nature. So we'll see what happens. Um, for Pitt, I, I got them going 11-5. and five. To be honest, they'll win the AFC North. Cleveland, they'll do a little bit better. They'll get four wins this year. They ain't, they're not going winless again. One and thirty-one in the last two seasons. That's rough enough. Um, for the Lions, I got them going six and ten. Uh, they keep changing the coaching staff. Jim Caldwell was a great fit for that for that organization. They were one playoff game. Or one game away from making the playoffs. They finished nine and seven, got ripped off against Atlanta. They would have been ten and six with that bogus play call at the end. They got overturned against Atlanta last year. They would have been ten and six. They would have made the wild card. But I don't know. They made the wild card the year before. And I I mean, they struggled against Seattle a little bit. Or they hung in there for the most part and then Seattle pulled away at the end, but I don't know. Detroit's going six and ten this year. Uh, New England, forty-one uh, year old or forty-year-old Tom Brady. Um, we'll see if Father Time catches up with him. This is usually where quarterbacks peak out. Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, all these guys. So I don't know. It's gonna be tough. Um, I know he's like a. Uh, finesse or fit guru when it comes to taking care of his body and he's really great he's just one of those athletes it knows what to eat uh windy what to eat i guess so aaron Rodgers recently got paid for the highest paid quarterback in the nfl which is very you know which is fair i understand it um it was matthew stafford which i disagree because when you're owing two in the playoffs i mean I don't know a quarterback that would get a contract like that. I mean, Tim Tebow has more wins than Matthew Stafford. (laughs) Let that sink in. He's 1-1 in his career for Tim Tebow. Let that sink in. So that's just my agenda on it. I don't think Matt Stafford should be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, I do think, I mean, he's a solid quarterback, but he's not like, you know, he's not great. He's just, you know, he's like, you know, he just... He's good. That's it. Not not good enough to be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. So, um, with that being said, I have the fantasy football draft tonight, and I have no idea where where I, I'm going to even begin. I made the championship last year only to lose by, like, I think it was like eight, ten points, something, something that nature. So, that was a heartbreaker, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting year. Either way, this is my favorite time of the year. I'm sick of the summer heat. It is hot and humid again today. Oh, God. I'm just, I'm ready for that fall weather, man. I am. Leaves changing, football season. Be able to look forward to every every weekend. 
Uh, so from here until February, I get to look forward to something every weekend. So my favorite time of the year. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm sorry. I know I've been lax days ago when it comes to the podcast. Just been crazy busy with school uh, or summer school, I should say, the online and whatnot. So, um, but hey, I'm gonna try and be consistent as I can. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna get ready for the gym. And uh, until next time, this is Mitchell Anderson on Injured Reserve Podcast. Y'all have a great day.